0: Thank you for joining us on a Morley Podcast with Tony May. Morley Podcast is purpose built for America. Through our military veterans and military supporters, we show that the values and qualities that built this country, such as service, sacrifice, respect, and faith, are not dead. And Morley Podcast builds community so individuals can improve their. Community. Welcome to this week's Amore Elite podcast with Tony Main. We are blessed to be coming to you from the Ranger Outreach Center on the beautiful campus of St. Luke Church here in the home of U.S. Army Rangers, Columbus, Fort Benning, Georgia. We have a wonderful guest today, Miss Megan Thafford, the CEO of Elite Meat, really leading the way in what is now called second stage transition. So we're excited to talk to her more about that coming up. But first, just a quick rundown of what we have going on at Ranger for Life. Our Morally Transition course is now six weeks into our first eight-week course, and we're excited to see the progress that our Rangers have made. Registration is open for our quarterly courses, the next one beginning May 3rd. And you can find out more about that at rangerforlife.com slash transition. And we are very excited that September 30th, we will host Atlanta Brave Hall of Famer Dale Murphy for our first fundraising gala, Benefiting the Ranger Outreach Center, which is currently under construction for our multi-use fitness facility and meeting rooms. But that's not why we're tuned in today. It's my pleasure to introduce to our audience, Megan Thapford. Megan, you are the CEO of Elite Meet. Tell us a little bit about your organization and what you're doing.
1: Great. Well, thanks for having me, Tony, and thank you so much for all you do for the Ranger community. Um, Elite Meet is a great transition resource. We consider ourselves second stage transition resource, and the reason we've kind of deemed it second stage transition is because there's some really great foundational programs out there, like Soda for Honor Foundation or Commit, that really help some of the transitioning service members establish key fundamentals for that transition process, and that includes, you know, establishing your why, your resume, your LinkedIn profile. And those are all really key components that we desire that our members have before they actually come to Elite Meet. And the reason we say that is because Elite Meet is a network-centric organization, and we've been known for our events. So what we do is we provide forums for our members to interact with hiring partners and themselves and other business leaders. And so before people go into those environments and have those opportunities to network with high-profile individuals in business, we really want to make sure that they have a clear understanding of where they're going in their career and have the necessary tools to really impress those employers and other members as they speak with them during our conferences.
0: And so you had mentioned, let's look at the name Elite Meet. Um, I love the word. On your Elite as well. So is this a special operation-centric organization overall? Can outsiders come in and if, if not, is it if I serve for special operations in a tour, does that count? How does that work in terms of your admissions?
1: Yeah, so that's exactly correct. So we are um, specific to the SOCOM community. And the reason for that is it was founded by John Allen, who is a former Navy SEAL, now very famous on YouTube, known as Mr. Ballin. Um, and he found that as he was transitioning, that he hadn't had an opportunity to really build his professional network. So the idea and the concept came from him. Um, and because of that, there was obviously a large expansion into the SEAL community, and then that went further on into the SOCOM community. So, yes, anyone who falls under the SOCOM umbrella, to include support enablers, are able to apply for Elite Meet. And they can certainly do that on our website. The application is available on the website. Um, but, you know, we have a great pool of individuals. We have over 1,200 that have joined Elite Meet since. Um, the inception in 2017. We currently have 650 active members that use our online digital platform right now. So we're growing. And um, for those of of, uh, your community that are waiting in line and in queue in our application process, we will be right with you. (laughs) We have about 95 applications in the queue and a volunteer staff for applications. So should folks want to come out and apply for Lead Meet, which we hope they do, um, please be patient with us as we uh, go through all those applications. It's a long process. We like to have a zoom call with each member and really interview them to understand what their goals in their career are.
0: Well, as we discussed before, too, it's more of a quality over quantity, not just of ensuring that you're getting the right people that you're providing the right services for those individuals. Now, we know that the average veteran switches jobs at every eight the initial job in eight mm-hmm. months now that's not. Maybe necessarily totally our population that we're looking at in, in soft, but but it, it's similar. So let's talk more about this second stage transition. I think th- this is something that at Ranger for Life, as we look at ho- helping people with transition, then getting them into an alumni network. But this is a service for that second career. How many people are you see pivoting? Talk me through. Do you have people being a teacher that's going to Fortune 500 company, or are they going to Fortune 500 company and wanting to go into a teacher? Just tell me what that's like, what you see. Yeah.
1: and I think you're right. You know, if you look at transition, it's an evolving process, right? You're always transitioning different stages in life. And I think there's a couple things. The follow-up that we have with our members, once they've become a member and they've gone on to get a new job, you know, six, 12 months afterwards, checking in with them, making sure that they still have access to our community, to come to different events, is really, really important. because. Oftentimes we're finding that our members kind of settle. They may not be happy, but unless someone's gonna ask or provide an opportunity to network for other job potentials, um, they may stay in that job longer than they really need to or they want to. And so that's kind of the value that we add because our mission statement does state that we're supporting transitioning service members it really is for folks that have gone on to other careers and are looking for their next great opportunity. And, it, and it's twofold, it's because they know that our network is robust, and they know that we're continually offering opportunities to different hiring employers that may not have been available to them at the current time of their transition. Um, so we're seeing a lot of folks coming to us. One great example is we had an EM Connect event hosted by one of our fantastic partners, Crete in New York uh, back in November. Now, of the 16 members that were there, you know, 11 of them were already employed, but they were there because they wanted to network with business partners, potential business partners, and they also want to network with other people from the community. And it, it was great. One member actually told me he had just gone to work for an IT company, and they went back and pitched their services to the donor's company through that connection in that one event. So whether it be looking for a new job, looking to just reconnect with members of the tribe, or, you know, looking for a way to build your professional network in your existing role, the the power of the elite network is still very, very strong, no matter where you are in your stage of transition.
0: So from the folks that, that you're helping and, and what you're seeing, how how many people kind of struggle with that idea of, I feel like veterans want the same stability they have in the military. They just don't want to be in the military anymore. That's true. <laughs> so in, in terms of you're the commodity, someone working as the commodity for the employer, the employer needs work done. It needs to be the right fit. What struggle do you see in terms of the, the folks coming to you? Is is it getting over that hump to realize their place in the workforce? Is it just general unhappiness and that's what why they come? Or I'm sure you're getting tons of just by name referrals too, as you um, help more folks. That's kind of part of part of it as well.
1: Right. You know, I think a couple of things. I think and what I hear from a lot of folks coming right out of service is they're very anxious to get a job based on a salary, is it a quote or a title? Because, you know what, once their transition date happens, things end. They want to make sure they can pay for their mortgage. They want to make sure that they're not searching for a job all the time. And there's this intense pressure. And I'm sure you see that in your community as well. Okay. Um, so one of the things that we actually offer to help with that that transition stress is because we know that we have a network of people who are going to raise your hand and connect you with someone or answer a question for you or have an informational interview or conversation, that reduces a lot of stress. But the conversation I always have kind of from the human side, not the hiring side or the uh, executive side is um, talking about really what is going to make you happy. And I know that there's that whole conversation about purpose, giving back, finding your passion. And that's a real gray area for a lot of people and they don't necessarily know how to address that. But I think sometimes those conversations that they may have with me or with other members where they just kind of talk through things, they find their answer a lot more quickly than if they're just left out there looking and applying for jobs. And I think that's a really critical piece because then they're more likely to um, have success in their first role and feel more comfortable. And that obviously success, comfort, enjoyment in their first role is going to then translate to their experience at home and make it a better situation for their family as well. So um, I think the biggest mistake people make, and this is not something that's earth shattering news, everyone says in the transition space, is like really take that time to figure out who you are and what you want to do and where you can find passion in your next career. You know, I have another example. I was speaking to a member and he said, I've got three categories on my board, my my billboard or whatever I'm, you know, outlining my transition process. Over here, I want to do this. Over here, I want to do this. And over here, I want to do this. And I said, well, why can't you do all of them in one role? And he looked shocked, looked shocked that I even said thing. I said, no, no, you can get an internship in a company, find all these components of a role that you like, and then go to them and ask them to create a position for you or find a way to make that happen within the organization. And that's very doable. It's very possible. I mean, we just had one of our members um, have a job description written for him in the VP role with Morgan Chase. So employers are willing to do that. And I think it's just... Understanding what drives that individual and what their goals are in their next career and then figuring out a way to make that happen. And that's where the connections are really valuable, because if you know someone at the organization, you are more likely to go in and ask for a job role than to just simply apply with whatever's available on the jobs careers page. Well,
0: in terms of those connections, what I want to know then is how someone like yourself start even becoming involved in the special operations community to where now, you know, to be CEO of an organization. Um, especially in the second stage, there are a lot of successful people that join mm-hmm. this organization. And, and, and here's Megan. How did that come? How did I you know, get A, little, to a, nice. point a
1: little, Let me sit in my pink chair. Um, so it is actually kind of a fun career story, I have to say. My background is in public relations, marketing, communications, and I've worked in the corporate space for a number of years. And my brother, who, you know, he's an Army veteran, he was volunteering with a veterans organization in Boston and said, hey Meg, I need help with some marketing, I need help with some website design for this nonprofit. Loved it, did it, volunteered, they ended up becoming a client of mine because I have my own marketing company. Planned a couple big galas for them and got really into the veteran nonprofit space. And I loved it, I loved the passion, I loved the fact that my skill set as a communicator and a marketing professional could then help these smaller organizations really kind of streamline operations, streamline process, leverage their marketing and their communications to then fundraise which can then obviously support the programs in the community. So um, I started working and doing that volunteer work, brought them on as a client, had a few other clients, Um, turned out just kind of ended up in the special operations community through those connections. And at one point I said, you know what, I'm really much more passionate about this work And I kind of would like not really love the corporate stuff. So I realized, you know, a couple years in, I thought, I'm just going to pivot my business and totally work with military nonprofits because it's what I was passionate about. I loved it. I felt like I could really use my skill sets for, you know, doing good and helping other organizations to their max potential. And so I did that. And Elite Meet was actually one of my clients. And I did some marketing and event planning for them. And when John Allen was looking to transition to a new role, he said, you know, Meg, I've been looking for someone who can take this job, um, and I just haven't found the right person until I realized the right person has been in front of me this whole time. And so he offered me the position, and naturally I was thrilled, thrilled to do it. I did joke with him because uh, Elite Meet was always an event-based organization and the fundraise on events. And I said, uh, John, I love the fact that I'm going to be offered this position, but let me get this straight. You're offering me a role In uh, for an event-based organization that fundraises only on events in a year in which you can't have events (laughs) because it was COVID. So I said, sounds like a challenge, I'll take it. And it's been (laughs) so fun. Challenge, I think that's opportunity. Um, It was really interesting to come on as a CEO of an organization that literally was at a standstill because the operations of the organization were all event-based and COVID was really not very friendly to anyone in the event space nor very friendly to the nonprofit space as well. Um, But I, I took the role, I'm absolutely blessed to have the role to be able to serve the community to be able to talk to our members, you know, get to know them one on one and to be able to individually help them uh, really makes a big difference. And so I like my story, because I do often wake up some days, you know, and say, how did I end up here. But I love Mondays. I love Mondays. I love my work week. And I feel badly for those that are not able to wake up with that same passion and excitement and drive for their job. Um, you know, the folks that dread Mondays and love Fridays. Um, I really hope that that's not the situation for our members. I always want to find a role and an opportunity for our members so that they can, you know, they can get up and love what they're doing and love their journey. And, you know, if they're not, they find a way to pivot and really find an opportunity that serves them in their authentic self. So, um, that's how I ended up here, but I, Honestly, like I am I'm blessed to be able to serve this community and, and I think it's an absolute privilege.
0: Well, we we appreciate everything that you've done and you did not go through the litany of organizations that you've helped both on the for profit and nonprofit side. Um, that would take a, a hot minute, as we like to say here in the South. But as we kind of get to, to the close here, I want to go over some of the upcoming events. But before that, Tell me, tell me kind of like who's this ideal member, right? You, you can't take everybody, you got to scale and scope to provide best service. But but, what is a, a portfolio? What is the background of someone who would most benefit from Elite Meet?
1: Right. So, as you mentioned under the SOCOM umbrella, um, mm-hmm. because we are network centric and our Our goal is to pair members with business partners and folks in the corporate realm. Uh, We are best suited for folks that are interested in trying to get into the civilian workspace in the corporate environment. Now, certainly if um, someone is looking to get into construction or um, field-based work, we may not be the right fit for them. While some of our potential employers and partners do have field work and project-based work, um, it's not always the right fit. We have great connections with some of the consulting firms, big financial firms, and then other organizations that are really looking for folks to kind of come in at mid to senior level executive positions. Um, that being said, I do firmly believe in the power of tribe and the support that you can get after you transition. That does not mean that if someone, you know, I had an interview with someone coming out of fifth group the other day, and he does not want to go into corporate, he was referred to by EM. But after talking to him, I do believe that our support in terms of our casual networking events could benefit him as he transitions. So he does have that tribe. He will have a support network in his area. Um, So we're going to be most effective for folks that are looking to get into corporate. But if someone is looking for that tribe after service, we are also a very great resource for them. And we have great, um, you know, great populations in in the different areas like uh, Dallas, San Diego, Tampa, D.C. So if someone's looking to move to an area like that and they're afraid they're not going to have connection to their community, um, we are a great resource for them, but probably more on like the casual environment.
0: That's great. So so kind of corporate, so not necessarily just white collar, but but the idea in terms of a definitely a, a movement to management type positions, processes, things exactly. of that nature. Um, so networking events. Um, so, so tell me, what, what do you've got up, upcoming, what are they like, am I putting on my best suit and tie, what, what, what are, are they casual, what, what can we expect in these upcoming events?
1: Yes, yeah, so well we offer a variety. So the first one I mentioned was the EM casual events. That is usually for members and potential members and it's basically grab dinner, grab beers, whatever it may be, casual environment. We just had one um, with you know 11 people in San Diego. Some of our members have never met each other, so it's a great opportunity for others to just connect with people in their region. Those are casual. Wear what you want. You can wear flip-flops. You can wear jeans. They're usually our new business partners there. Our second format is our EM Connect format, and that's usually 50 people and under, and that is a professional networking experience. So we will bring in business partners and then local members in that area. We do expect you to dress professionally. Um, With those events, if there is a company that an individual is interested in meeting with that will be attending, say for example, a Tampa event. And we have a member that is interested in moving to Tampa and the companies are gonna be featured there. We will fly that member in um, as a cost to elite meet and put them up in hotels so they'll have that opportunity to meet with those employers in the region in which they're desiring to move. Um, So that's our second format of events. Our third is EM conferences. And those are two-day conferences designed to be educational opportunities. We bring in our hiring partners, transition resources, and other inspirational speakers for a two-day event. And that's really important because some members are just not uh, as informed about the careers and industries that are available to them. So quite honestly, you know, folks will come to a conference, they'll hear a presentation, say, from VMware or Accrete, And they may have never heard of that company before. They would have never considered going into technology. Um, But because of that presentation, they will consider that or apply. And what's even more beneficial to the members attending is that we have uh, folks from that leadership team or the Veterans Hiring Initiative within the organization that will be attending these conferences. So as soon as they get off the stage, you can go over and talk to that Director of Talent Acquisition. Uh, or you can network with them after the fact. So it's a really great opportunity for people who are serious about their transition to come and learn and make some great connections for future employment.
0: I, I love the the kind of the the secret behind of all of this too. Corporate America wants to meet you.
1: Yes, you, you're providing a
0: service not not only for the members but for corporate America too. And anything we can do to get our culture, uh, a winning culture, into corporate America is, is fantastic. So I wanted to get involved. Mm -hmm. what would it look like? Where would I go to get started?
1: You know, honestly, uh, we'd love to have anyone from the ranger community apply. So if you go to our website, elite meet, There you go, EliteMeetUS.org. And you go to um, a little bit under the front page, under the first banner, you'll see um, veterans, for veterans, and there's an application tab right on there. You can apply uh, right through the website. And like I said, we're a little bit backlogged, but we're happy to take as many applications as possible and we will be getting through those as quickly as possible. Um, We do have a couple events coming up. We have uh, one coming up in Tampa, a casual event on the 14th of April. We have an event in um, Charlotte on the 21st of April. We have an event coming up in Raleigh, which is going to be early June. And then we have a couple virtual events too. So once you become a member, you have access to our EM Connect portal, which houses all of our virtual events, lists all of our activities. And then that's a great place where you can network directly with other members based on your location or your tribe. Um, but we have a variety of things that are coming up and we're looking to do three conferences this year, DC, Dallas, and San Diego. So. A lot of great opportunities for potential members.
0: Megan, thank you so much for taking the time today. I know you're very busy taking care of our special, our special operators, uh, and it's much appreciated along the way. I w- hope you have a great rest of your week.
1: Uh, Tony, thank you for everything you're doing, and it's a pleasure. Thanks so much for having me.
0: All right. Take care, Megan. Thank you once again. So Elite Meet is an opportunity that you just got to take advantage of if you've already transitioned and looking to pivot thank you once again megan for being on today it's been a great more Elite podcast and as we always sign off with try to take some time today to do something great for somebody else brand Sleeper. we hope you enjoyed a more Elite podcast with tony may and we appreciate your viewership If you'd like to hear more from Tony or one of his guests, you can view or listen to past episodes at TonyMaine.Podbean.com.
1: Until next time, be a community builder for America.